This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is HALT. I'm going to share with you today why the acronym HALT is the reason for almost everything frustrating in your life. So I enjoy giving credit where credit is due, which is tough today because I have no idea where the HALT acronym came from. I have a note in my phone that says HALT, and I have the pieces and parts that are associated with that acronym. I didn't Google it to see where it came from, and I don't have someone's name next to it. So I'll encourage you, if you know who came up with this or who might have said this in a book or on a podcast or on a television show, please share it with me so I can give them credit because it's not mine. I share that openly because it's almost like I have the master code for how to live life. I know this sounds super boisterous, but I had a conversation with one of my clients that has graduated, that has started down the path of becoming a certified coach herself and what that means. And I say so boisterously, it's almost like we all are playing the game of life. I didn't, I didn't know before I was even playing it. Right? It's like just showing up kind of. Then some level of awareness clicks in and it's like, okay, this is kind of a game. But some people are really, really good at the game. And some people are like I used to be and don't have any idea how to play the game. Or even that there is a game to be played. And then as time progresses and experiences happen, it's like I start to get a couple pages. Or I start to see the, the playing board. right? Like I understand there's a game being played and I understand that I'm a part of it, but I don't understand the board. And now there's a board laying down in front of me. right? Like Imagine you're playing Monopoly. You know the game of Monopoly exists. You might see it in the box. But until you pull out the board itself and lay it down, it's just a concept. But now that you see the board, you're like, okay, I kind of get how to play this. But it becomes much easier once you read the directions. And I feel like right now at this point in life, I might have the Spanish version of directions. Because I say that, I don't speak Spanish very well. I stopped taking it after high school, certainly don't have it memorized, but I can pick up enough of the key terms and words to feel like I get to play the game of life pretty well. And all that came from a conversation with a client that I had today based off of where she had been at versus where she has now graduated to. It's crazy to see. It's crazy because she understands the triggering factors in her life and what they were. And why they don't have to be there anymore. And when she feels one of them, she knows what to do with it. She understands some of the deep-rooted psychological, not some of, she understands the deep-rooted psychological issues that transpired that stopped her from feeling her best self and starting to chase her passion right now. And all that comes down to halting. Right? So there's only a few things in life that really trigger most of us. Like really, really get mad. Let me know if these are true for you. One is that you're hungry. Right? When you're hungry, you're at a peak state emotionally. Right? You've convinced yourself somehow internally in your physiology that that fight or flight reflex is turned on. That like, oh my God, I might not eat again. Even though you're not going to die for not eating for 12 hours. Right? You get the little stomach pains and that's enough to completely throw you off kilter. So you get hungry and that makes you irritable. Right? Are you with me? Like, are, Do you ever get mad when you're hungry? Like short-tempered, maybe quiet maybe introverted, right? We all have the things that we do when we're hungry. What about when, we, when you're angry or agitated? 
right? That's another triggering event. Like you get you get angry at things, and that might not even make sense to you as to why you get angry. Right? That's a lot of the work I do in the first four to six weeks with clients is we uncover going backwards through the memories and backwards through a life's events. What got us to this point? What's making you so angry right now? All right, there was a version of me, side note, come into the office yesterday. A little late getting in the office, had some things to do in the morning, don't know really what happened. Had a little bit of an upset stomach, so I slept in, didn't box. Side note, complete side note. But I come in, fortunately the office lights are on, podcast studio is all set up. It's like Kurt has done this amazing thing to get everything ready, and I'm not paying attention to anything in the office. And he walks over. He says, uh, I think we're going to need to buy a new light. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? He said, I mean, we have four good-sized lights in the office plus ring lights and all this other stuff. And he, he bends down to the table, right, his desk, and he shows me the big halogen bulb, whatever it is that's inside of one of the light canisters that we use to backlight for this podcast and for all the videos we shoot and everything else. Well, there's an old version of me somewhere deep inside that used to be very present that would have gotten extremely upset by that. Thought about like, oh, fuck you, Kurt, you pay for this. You broke it, like, motherfucker. Like, I would have went down this whole rabbit hole. Whether I wouldn't have said it to him, right? But in my head, that's what would have been certainly rattling around. Well, I know for me that comes from a scarcity mindset that was established when I was young. Right, of course, you know, the, the old thing, if you break it, you buy it. Right? Uh, how many of you have heard that? Have you heard that yourself? You break it, you buy it. Well, here it is. Like, There's cords all over the office you can't see behind the scenes. There's all this stuff sitting around. It's just a thing that happened. Like, We both knock over light stands in here at least once a week. Cell phones fall off the tripods. Camera stands almost tip over. Like, Okay. And God love him. Like He's like, look, I think we can glue it back together. We can duct tape it. We can do all types of crazy stuff. I'm like, man, we, we can certainly at this point in our life and evolution, we can go over to the, the camera store that's right around the corner and buy a new bulb. Now, as I'm saying this out loud, I committed to do that and certainly didn't. I just walked over and pulled another light in the studio and just left the shit sitting there. So it gives me some homework for myself to do this weekend. I share all that because having an awareness of why we think how we think what, how that was instilled upon us, then what we want to do about it matters, right? Because being angry is not fun for any of us. Like, do you like being angry? Do you like when your fuse is short? If so, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to know how that serves you unless you're a professional fighter of some sort and you have to turn that on in a moment's notice. Let's assume you're not hu- hungry or angry. Another triggering event is going to be that you're lonely. And loneliness is tough. I don't care who you are and how introverted you say you are. We have a a carnal need inside of us for attention and affection. We can call it Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We can call it the physiology of how your heart beats faster around certain people. We can call it spiral dynamics and Claire Graves. We can go down this entire path of different uh, psychological constructs that prove the fact that we need connection. And so when we are lonely, we act out. When we don't feel like we have a tribe, we're not optimizing our lives. We're not living the best way we could. I can share that with you because I was guilty of it. 
That was me. That was my exact story. I was very rarely hungry. If you haven't seen me, I walk around to 265 pounds. Certainly don't have any problem eating food. Know where to find it. Know how to buy it. I'm good with, with hunger. I don't get angry very often. Never really have. Some of that would be a detriment to me. right? I didn't have prior to the past two years, two and a half years, I didn't have a good sense of where anger was derived from and how to find power in it without letting it boil over. But what I had was a really, really high amount of loneliness. Or I didn't feel like I had a tribe. I didn't feel like I had a peer group or friend group I could just confide in and say what was going wrong with my life. I didn't have it, but I needed it. I needed it because it was even itemized in front of me. Like All these things inside of HALT can ultimately be gone into with the life optimization test. I would love for you to take the test. If you were to email me, I can give you a discount code, share with you how to do that. The test is now 397 bucks because it comes with a half-hour consultation on what the results are that I give to you face-to-face on a Zoom phone call. But because you listen to the show, if you email me, I'll give you a code, and I won't charge you for it. We'll just do it as a complimentary deal because you supported me, and I think that's only fair. But my loneliness score was so high because I didn't have other people to talk to. Right? I was using my wife as the person I could dump my issues to, and that wasn't healthy. So I was a victim of loneliness. And the final trigger event for most of us is being tired. Right? That's the T. So you have hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Well, inevitably, some of us work long hours, strenuous jobs, both physically and mentally. And our peak production decreases throughout the week or potentially throughout months. Because you're not getting enough sleep and enough recuperation. In today's society, especially my generation, it's been almost ingrained in us that you have to hustle and grind your way to success. I know that to be true. You have to put in the reps. You have to put in the hours. But I also believe you have to put in a certain amount of balance. You can work your ass off. Just make sure you get seven or seven and a half hours of sleep. And if you can't get seven or seven and a half hours of sleep, make sure you're doing everything you possibly can to hack your sleep. Make sure it's as deep full, deep and impactful as can possibly be. Blackout curtains, blue light glasses, no technology. Once the sun goes down, right? Do what you can do to make yourself better. That combination of those various pieces and parts creates this halt system, right? Where everything fits into one of those buckets. And if you can figure out when those buckets originally started in your life and then figure out how to reposition the buckets, empty them, right? I think we want to start from a clean slate. And then refill them as you see necessary and feel, refill them as it serves you. I know a lot of wealthy, wealthy people that aren't happy. They're literally like aggressive all the time. It's like they're grumpy. I myself at different points have had a different level of wealth than I have now. We think that wealth quite honestly, is going to make everything okay. Like that, When I have this, I will feel good. When I have more money, when I have the next car, when I have the next vacation, when I have the bigger house, when I have the nicer watch, when the kids are in a better school system, then I will have made it. It doesn't really work as it pertains to the things that trigger you in your life and what piss you off and why you keep feeling stuck and dead. Money's not going to fix that. I promise you. It gives you options, certainly. But having money isn't the end-all to be-all. 
I think Jim Carrey, at least there's a quote that floats around online, something about the fact of he wishes everyone was as wealthy as they wanted to be so they see that it's not all that's cracked up to be. I haven't been that wealthy before, right? I'm not worth $100 million. Never have been. But how I feel right now, with how I add value, it's like I have the wealth that I need right now, which allows me going back to the psychological constructs of spiral dynamics or Maslow's hierarchy of needs, allows my food, water, shelter level to be maxed out. I don't have to worry where those are coming from. I no longer have to worry about where my emotional connections are coming from, where my love and where my stability in my tribe comes from, which allows me to start building enterprises and businesses and bringing people along for that ride and pouring into them. It allows me to focus on order and structure it allows me to focus on scale and automation. Then allows me to start focusing on pulling myself out to add a higher impact that affects people for generations to come instead of just the current day. It's like the evolution of how businesses should work, but it's also the evolution of how your psyche should work. I know all this stuff might sound a little foreign to you, but it all starts with halt. What makes you hungry? Where did that come from? What makes you angry? Where did that come from? Are you lonely? Why have you decided to remain lonely? Where did that come from? And what are you doing about your sleep? When you dial in the factors of halt across body, right? Like they all funct- function into body relationships and business. Each piece and part cross correlates with the other. You got to figure out what works for you and then eliminate the variables that slow you down. And when you do that going forward, you'll find out that every day after, you're able to get shit done. <laughs>